Welcome to Shock Your Potential, business podcast meets radio talk show. My guests are everyday people trying to make a difference in leadership, sales, and customer service. I apply the tell me more principles from my book to help each person facilitate a solution that works for them. Join us today as we meet another great person trying to make a difference in this world. Thank you for joining today, Shock Your Potential, the podcast which focuses on business, but truly on excellence in leadership, sales, and the customer experience. And joining me today is Steve Sloan, who's with the Morton Williams supermarket chain in the New York area. And I invited Steve today because I had a shockingly great experience the first time I went into one of their Manhattan stores, and I wanted to learn more. So welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Steve, tell me a little bit about yourself as well as the business. And in particular, I want to have you highlight, you know, how you try to shock your customers. So uh, we operate a family business of supermarkets located primarily in Manhattan. We have uh, 15 stores, 12 in Manhattan, two in the Bronx, and one in New Jersey. And uh, we've been in the grocery business for over 65 years. Um, I'm a fourth generation owner of the business. And we've continued to grow and expand and try to really bring great experiences to customers in the Manhattan area with everything we can do. Perfect. Well, and I think that that's, like I've told you before, that's what really um, attracted me the first time I walked into one of the stores was such an amazing commitment to the overall experience. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? You know, talk about the company's commitment, especially over so many generations and evolutions of the business to a shockingly great experience for your customer. And in particular, how do you ensure it, especially across 15 locations? Sure. Well, there's a number of things we do to really try to ensure a great customer experience, which is maybe the most important thing in our business. If your customers aren't happy uh, with their experience, they have a lot of options of where to go, and uh, you need to give them a reason to come to your store. So uh, just to highlight some of the things we do, um, we really try to build each of our stores local to its population. For example, we have two stores in the Bronx. And in those stores, we highlight more Hispanic and ethnic foods. Uh, We have a store in New Jersey where we have a large Asian and Indian population. So we actually bring in products that don't even have English words on them. You wouldn't recognize them. I don't even know what they are sometimes. But they're products that first-generation Indians and Asians use on a regular basis. So that's actually our busiest section of the store in our Jersey store. Wonderful. So you're really trying to meet uh, your customer at what they cook with and what they enjoy and how that relates to their everyday life. Exactly. So for instance, in our Manhattan stores, we have two of the locations that cater very much to uh, students. We have uh, one supermarket right in front of Columbia University, another store right in the heart of NYU. So we merchandise and cater those stores more towards uh, students while still maintaining uh, you know, all the other things that we, a regular customer would want, but we will do, you know, more grab and go things, more, you know, things that appeal to them, um, to, to try to win over their business. And, and we try to really, like I said, focus on, uh, our local, we want to, we want us to be the local neighborhood store you want to shop at. And we, we work on uh, building our stores in that light. Wonderful. You know, when I think back to grocery shopping, when I was in college, I think it involved, um, frozen dinners 
and a lot of beer. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, <laughs> that uh, the, the beer the beer you still sell a lot of the frozen dinners not so much. That's uh, yeah. I think the uh, the world is definitely changing. And to your point, having a lot of more grab and go food is a part of our culture today, where um, it hasn't been you know as much in the past. So it's really seeing we're seeing a change with that. Yep. Um, there are I don't there's some other areas as well that we've really taken uh, aggressive steps at in terms of building our customer experience. Um, we've invested a lot in re-merchandising our stores um, to what people want today. And, uh, you know, different topics like big, big, on prepared foods uh, has become a massive area of growth uh, consistently. Uh, we've invested big into organics, uh, healthy products like non-GMOs, clean foods, specialty grocery, uh, you know, foods without nitrates. Now, th- these are the things that people actually pay attention to today. And we've had to redesign our stores to carry these things and to make foods that people want to eat today. Um, you know, we carry, our stores in Manhattan are not large. They're an average of maybe 10,000 square feet, uh, which most people wouldn't know what to do because it's such a small space for a supermarket. Uh, so, But we put in 10,000 square feet, we'll put in probably the same amount of products that you'd find in a 50,000 square foot store in suburbia. That's what I was most amazed at, and I know that you and I spoke about this earlier, was the the sense of fullness, but yet not a sense of being crowded. Um, and can you talk a little bit about, because I really want to highlight it, uh, for anyone who's not been in one of these supermarkets, you would be just simply amazed at, at something as simple as how the products are lined up on the shelf, because you could almost take a ruler and uh, hold it down the entire uh, you know um, aisle and have nothing out of place. It's really something different to see so in terms of trying to capture that experience and have full yet not crowded uh, spaces and shelves how do you do that given all the different uh, locations and the different sizes of your stores yeah. well first off every store we build there's no you know custom design every store is a unique space in Manhattan sometimes you get 5,000 square feet sometimes you get 15,000 square feet sometimes you get stores on two different levels and so you really got to play with every nook and cranny uh, when we design a store, it, it takes, it's a, it's a very intense creative process. Um, uh, we're actually in the process of designing a new store right now and laying it out. And it, it involves uh, all of our supervision, involves all of our ownership. We all get involved in designing and we all come up with different ideas and little things that help perfect the store. And we probably go through 30 to 40 drafts of a design before we get to one that we're, we're happy with and when we lay out a new store. Um, and it's, you know, you think about everything, the spacing when someone comes in, what do they walk into? How does it feel? What's the feel of the store, the ambiance? Um, you know, is there enough room uh, for everyone without feeling, you know, maximizing the space without making it feel too overcrowded? Uh, so we really spend a lot of time when designing stores. That's great. And you and it really is something that you can see and feel and conceptualize when you're there. So the attention to that detail, I think, really comes through for you. Uh, we want our stores to look like a grand opening every day. So we try to make efforts every day and every night to make sure the shelves are in good order, that the products are packed out properly, uh, that you know, it doesn't look like we're out of business. When you walk into our store, I want you to think that nobody has shopped the store, that we're not doing any business. Meanwhile, you see customers all over the place. So it's something that takes work every day to do to, to uh, to get that done properly. 
I love that. I love that because it, it truly does then uh, make it feel like it's special for anyone who walks in the door. Yeah, we try to do it. It's a lot of work to maintain, but it's something, you know, that uh, gives a, a feel to the customer and uh, it's part of the experience for our customers. A little bit of a, an offside question, but can you talk, you know, you're a family run business that's been in business for a long time. You know, how, how many of your employees have been with you over the decades? My grandfather was in the uh, fruit and uh, was in the produce business, fruit and vegetables. He had about 20 fruit and vegetable stands. Uh, this is back in the 30s, before there were even really supermarkets around. And he also had a wholesale produce business. And uh, he had five sons, and they all got into the supermarket business. And between the five sons, he opened up three chains of supermarkets. Uh, there was one brother, Max, who opened up a chain called Sloan Supermarkets, which at its height had maybe about 45 stores in New York City and was the largest chain of supermarkets in New York City. Um, and then there was another chain called Food City, uh, run by another brother. And then two of the other brothers uh, ran uh, three stores called Associated. That, this was my grandfather. And uh, we were originally called Associated. And about 15, 20 years ago, we changed our name to Morton Williams because um, we grew larger and had enough stores and uh, made more sense for us to have our own branding. And uh, we, we've really developed from there into, you know, a, a New York City brand, uh, you know, like I said, that everybody knows who we are now. Very good. So because I like to hit on the personal side of this, because we're all, you know, individuals and we all have our own experiences we bring to the table, you know, can you share with me a, an experience that you've had that you've been a recipient of, whether it's a leadership, uh, you know, uh, a leadership example, a, an excellent sales or customer experience uh, that you've had yourself that really shocked you as an individual into the positive. <laughs> you know, it's hard to pick out one experience that say shocked me specifically. Uh, but what I can tell you as an owner of our business, I spend a lot of time within our stores, you know, going from store to store. And, you know, we have over 1,000 employees and I, I I could tell you I know a lot of them by name uh, when I walk into my stores. The cashiers know who I am. You know, everyone knows who I am. Uh, they, I know who they are. And uh, it's nice to walk in and, and, know, your, and know your employees. Uh, a lot of these employees have been with us for 10, 20, 30 years. These people build careers with us. So in terms of being shocked, you know, I think between our relationship with our employees and also with the customers, uh, you know, builds a real personal experience in the store. And it also gives people a voice that they're heard in the store. Um, you know, I walk into our stores, I recognize customers. The customers come up to me, they say hello, they ask me how my family's doing, ask them how their family's doing. And it's very personable. And it's, uh, it's very nice. Uh, it's a nice atmosphere and experience to have within the stores. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those challenges that uh, we face you know, across retail and sales of any kind anymore is, is the larger we get the um, personal touches or the personal relationships sometimes fall by the wayside. So it is important that we, that we know each other and we interact as human beings. So very good. So now let's take another uh, avenue of that. Now, you know, you've been uh, your fourth generation in this business, this family business. And if you can, knowing what you know now, look back and talk to yourself at an earlier point in your career and your development, 
Is there a particular piece of advice that you would give yourself that might have, you know, shocked yourself a little farther, shocked your potential as an individual a little bit farther or faster? I think you need to have a combination of both patience in your business uh, and a little bit of grit. Um, so, you know, you have to realize anything can happen. Problems will happen. Things will happen. Uh, you'll be in situations where you're up against, your back is against the wall and you don't know what to do. Uh, but you really just got to slow things down and, and realize that, uh, you know, you can get things done. You just got to dig in a little bit. Um, don't, don't let the opportunity scare you. And, and you got to think, you know, if you're scared of trying something new, you can't be. You, you just got to try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You move on. Uh, but in this world, especially with the way the markets are changing, don't be scared of, of change and trying things. Um, you know, dig in, work hard, and stay committed. And even if the first time it doesn't work out right, uh, you know what? It will eventually. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have said that to myself when I first started because it took years, I think, to really realize that and, uh, and understand that fully. I think that's great. You know, we, we want to achieve things so fast and a lot of people, you know, are getting great successes, but that ability to kind of relax, slow down, but also to give yourself a break. Um, and I always talk about mistakes. I always tell people, you know, you know, mistake is only, it's only a mistake if you do it twice. <laughs> the first time should be a learning experience. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to really to reflect on what you did or the decision you make and not beat yourself up on it. Um, can really help us to to move forward as individuals, as leaders, as business managers and owners, but just to find a sense of, okay, you know what, it's, <laughs> as long as the world doesn't stop spinning with my uh, decision, then exactly. I can still, I can still recover from this. Yeah, very yes. good. 100% correct. So then the most fun that I have doing this is really kind of getting into something that is real world for you today. So what I wanted to do is is find out from you, you know, looking at your business where it is now. Do you have right now, whether it's a leadership, a sales, a customer service experience that's a challenge for you guys as a business right now that once you can master it or overcome it will really continue to shock the potential of your business in a positive way moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh... The biggest problem we're facing today, first off, is that the market, the supermarket business itself is shifting so quickly. Um, if you go back 20, 30 years, uh, it was a very slow moving business and things didn't change quickly. Uh, now things are shifting so quickly. People want the prepared foods. They want all these unique products. Uh, but the biggest problem I would say that uh, you know is facing us going forward is is really the discussion of online grocery um, you know it's obviously in its infancy still but the the growth of online is is really starting to take off a little bit um, all over the country you have many many companies getting into the business uh, companies like fresh direct uh, peapod Google uh, then you have home these home uh, delivery kits uh, blue apron plated HelloFresh now you have Amazon Whole Foods uh, merger, and you have Walmart with Jet.com. Uh, just the amount of people who are getting into the online grocery business is is tremendous. And you know, first a company like ours, we're we're not you know a very small company, but we're not a, by no means we're not a large company. Uh, how do you compete with this, and how do you uh, you know fight this and make sure that you keep your customers? 
and that's something we're dealing with every day now. Um, you know, we, we've initiated our own online ordering system about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, which is growing, you know, regularly now. And we, so we can offer two hour delivery to all of our grocery, all of our grocery customers, uh, who live near our stores and they can get it right away. Um, so we're aggressively trying to do that. And the, the other thing we're trying to do is really differentiate ourselves. What can you get in a store that you can't get online? You know, anybody can get Tide uh, or tuna fish cans, you know, online. That's easy. But uh, how do you get, you know, what's different? You know, we give you prepared entrees, you know, salmon three different ways, uh, you know, uh, all different kinds of foods. We can come, you can make your dinner. We have salad bars you can make your lunch, you know, for lunch and dinner. Um, we do, you know, all kinds of fresh and prepared. And we've actually redesigned our stores to have much more fresh and prepared now uh, as that is really what's driving our business. And that's what makes you different. Uh, so you really got to f- try to focus on finding ways that make you different from these people because the online portion, although we, we need to be in it and be in the game, uh, you also, to really win the battle, uh, you also have to find ways to be different. And what can you do different? I can give them that fresh prepared food in under two hours delivered to their house. Um, you know, that's something that other people are going to struggle with a lot to mm-hmm. get that done. That's very interesting. So, you know, when I uh, talk to business people across many different types of business, there's always this question of the um, that competitor that can bring something in larger, faster, cheaper. And I I kind of get a kick out of, um, I, this is kind of my own uh, terrible sense of humor, but I always get a kick out of somebody who tells me, oh, I can't do this because I can't compete on that level or I can't compete on that price or I can't compete on that um, that that speed or timing or volume. And I always want to ask the question, well, why? And not meaning that you always should, but the question is why? Why can't you? What What makes you think that you can't? Or why do you believe that you have to compete the same way? So, you know, as you're talking about this, you know, the decision to also offer prepared foods within two hours, tell you know, give me a, give me a little feedback on that because, you know, people can call and order food from a restaurant, you know, anytime they turn around and that's still something that people do, but why would somebody want to uh, have a prepared salmon dish for them delivered to their home? What, what makes that unique for you guys? Sure. Well, First of all, what it does is, as opposed to just competing with, say, a larger online retailer, you're, you're opening yourself up to a totally new competition range of a group of, uh, you know, all the restaurants. So now you're really trying to poach into another part of the business that's different. So in Manhattan, you know, there's 15,000 restaurants in Manhattan, uh, New York City, and and, you know, we are trying and we have been taking, you know, part of that business to, you know, supply you with that meal at home, um, whether it's when they come in or whether we deliver it to them. And so you're almost tapping into a secondary market that is, is a, you know, a faster growing market, I'd say, for the prepared foods. And it provides you a different avenue of, you know, creating revenue for your stores. So it's almost a different competitor when you do the prepared foods. You're not competing against these large companies anymore. You're competing against the local restaurant. You know, who's going to have what customers at home? What am I going to have for dinner tonight? Am I going to order from the restaurant 
uh, you know what, I can get it from my local Morton Williams. They had some good sushi or some good food or the salad bar looked nice or that entree looked nice. Get some, uh, you know, uh, broccoli rob and some salmon and uh, some potatoes for dinner and uh, or some, st you know, stuffed chicken breast or whatever it could be. It's always changing. And uh, so I, I think that's the main way we're going to have success in doing this, um, continuing to push down that road. I like that because, you know, really what it gets to the heart of is, you know, you can always say, well, we're going to compete at that same level. I'm going to try and beat them at their same game. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. But really, I think creativity in business is looking at different ways you can still do what you do best while trying to also maintain as much appropriate competitiveness as possible with also without also trying to turn your business on its head. So if you went, you know, all of a sudden one day we're going to, you know, we're going to really go after this at home uh, delivery market for prepared, um, you know, or make your home, your own at home meals, like the blue aprons and those that really takes you away from your core. But because you guys have been bringing in so much more in the prepared food section, for instance, it allows you to play off of what you're already doing well. And I have to just say, when you say, oh, you know, maybe I was in Morton Williams and I saw that sushi looked good or that bro broccoli rob looked good. I got to say, when I walked in the first time, that was one of the things that impressed me most. Your food doesn't look good. Your food looks great and it smells great. So it's, it's very impressive. And I I can see how you can play off of that. Thank you very much. It's uh, very kind of you. And it's, you know, it takes a lot of work to operate that level. Um, you know, we have kitchens in every one of our stores and full kitchen staffs in every store. And we have executive chefs who work on training uh, all of our chefs within each store, how we want things cooked and seasoned and prepared. And it's a tremendous job. You know, a lot of companies will take this kind of thing and do it centrally in a commissary, um, which, you know, is, is an option, but you also lose ability to get things done at a faster manner and uh, in a better manner when you do that. Uh, there are efficiencies, obviously, to a commissary um, that make it easier. But uh, we do it store by store, which is harder. But uh, if you can do it well, it works better. So that wraps back around to the customer experience. You want your experience to be very different per each location, but you also want that experience to be very um I guess, focused and crafted towards those people that are walking into each of your stores. Exactly. Um, you, want them to, you want them to smell that food coming from the kitchen. You want to see the chefs walking out with these hot dishes. And, you know, it's very appetizing. Um, and, and that's what people want to see. They want fresh. They want good. They want clean. Um, and they want variety. And that's what we give them in our stores. And uh, I think that's why they continue to come to our stores. And we continue to realize we have to go even further in this world. And, you know, uh, we keep pushing into new areas that uh, in our new stores we're going to try out new concepts. If they work, they work. If not, we'll try more. Uh, but you got to keep going. You know, I guess, you know, when you think about as we wrap up here, what you'd want someone who's never heard of a Morton Williams supermarket to know, or frankly, maybe somebody who's living in Manhattan who's walked by one every day, you know, what would you want that person to know, not only about your stores, but about, you know, the relationship they can have with their local store? I want them to know that we are there for them and that we are there to make their lives and their experience shopping in the supermarket and our supermarkets a better and great experience. And we'll listen to customers. You know, we've we've taken customer ideas and we've implemented them into into real life uh 
operational uh, stories where you know we've implemented things because um, we thought they were good ideas. So if you come into our store, you know if there's something you're not happy with, we want you to speak to a manager. I have customers who call me up in the office uh, when they want to talk to me about something, and you know they get an owner on the phone right away, uh, which is you can't get that in most places. Um, and we'll address issues, and if something's not right, we'll correct it. Um, so I want them to know that you know we want them to be happy, and uh, if there's ever something that's not making them happy, they should they should uh, definitely say something. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate your time today, and we will have all of the contact information for the Morton Williams supermarket chain on the website as this launches. And I really appreciate you spending time and sharing some of your wisdom as well as uh, some of the challenges you face. I see a great future for your business, and it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you.